This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Boom. And here we are for this episode of Coming Home with John Allen, the podcast. Coming Home with John Allen, the radio show. It's a double shot here. And before I speak on uh, our topic today and before I introduce you to a couple of fine ladies, I want to tell you people that you can look in the description of this episode if you're listening to it on a podcast platform or if you're watching on YouTube, there will be a few links where you can click in if you would like to support my work. Help her brother out. And I'll buy him a coffee. This. Buy me a coffee. I, you know what? Buy you coffee. Everybody thinks Patreon, but I love that buy me a coffee. It's cute. It's, it's cute. cute. You you know, need buy a me a coffee. coffee. And you hear <laughs> that wonderful voice. You, you hear that wonderful voice in the background. So Tiffy is here today. Tiffy is my she's not my guest. She's my guest host. Tiffy is gonna run the show today. <laughs> and we have on the screen we have on the screen here in front of us Miss Michelle Higgins coming at us from Florida. Hello. That's so, my girl. Tiffy, take it away. This is your I thing. will take it away. Today I wanted to discuss uh, the reason why I wanted to bring Michelle on the show is because um because she's hot? Well, well, yes. Somebody said that. I Somebody mean, said that. Plenty of people have said that. So Michelle is super hot, but not only that, it's but so she's so good for my self-esteem. I'm just <laughs> Michelle is also wicked smart. I mean, yeah. she's super smart in especially in the course of psychology um it, when i talk to her she always makes me feel better she uh has it's not like um she she has personal experience but then she also has the knowledge from school she has that professional she warmth. has the professional situation going on there and and i had a great time talking with you a few weeks back on that podcast episode i uh, well any anybody that tiffy refers to me or refers me to is good in my book and then you just kind of drove it home with the good conversation that we had so yeah. so i thank you again for that and uh i think this is going to be even better because now we have tiffy yay tiffy miss tiffy and not only that but you, i don't know if anybody's noticed but my voice is almost bad I can yeah, almost hear myself talking. But, so, but as a fan, I'm not just your friend and brother. I'm a, I'm I don't a fan. Know. Yeah, it was really as a fan, she has never yeah. had a bad voice. When she <laughs> no, thought her voice was bad, thing was kind of cool. It was, it was this 1985 Kim Carnes, <laughs> Betty Davis eyes type of thing going on. Right? Right. Yeah. And who doesn't like that? Kim Carnes or whatever. Did I say Kim yeah. Kardashian? Kim Carnes. Oh, Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes. She was like oh. that. She was like an 80s kind of yeah. raspy voice. Thing. Yeah. Some so, of us. Some of I us are that. I have that thing. I sounded like I was smoking a cigarette through my drink. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but it's but good, to have, really it's, good, it's good to have you both though. here. It's 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 uh, really good for me. You know, I get to relax a little bit, lean back, and let Tiffy take the reins, as she is so good at doing. So there you go. If you want to ride, <laughs> ride the, do you remember that song? I yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the reason why I asked you to ask Michelle here is because Michelle posted on her Facebook page. It was not a meme. It was a graphic. There's a difference. Memes are like set up to they're they're graphics to mock things or be funny but the, she put up a graphic that really should have been in a textbook somewhere and this graphic was talking about the narcissistic family dynamic and when she posted that it it was like a gut punch to me because oh. i recognized my family in it right away i think a lot of us did yeah. So basically what the graphic showed was um, one parent was the narcissist. 
but the other parent was the enabler. Mm-hmm. And then you have three kids, yeah. which I grew up with, you know, two brothers. So I'm, I'm a part of three kids. And you had one kid that was the golden child, one kid that was the scapegoat, and one kid that was the invisible child. And I had to look this yeah, up because I, I felt up. that in my core. Yeah. I knew growing up myself that my older brother was the golden child. You know, um, like uh, my parents bought him a car but didn't buy me a car. There was always like Ooh. you can you can grow up in the same family but have completely different experiences. Yeah. So I was wanting to ask you, yes. Michelle. <laughs> I just I'm laughing because I feel like I have to reevaluate my parenting already now. Yeah. <laughs> Am I treating my kids equally? I don't think yeah. you have any signs of being a narcissist. No, well, you just have the signs. No, no, way no. too much empathy, way too much heart. It's not even. <sighs> no, it's not even possible. But you, you can, can evaluate your parenting how you want. But I, it's not. You're not a narcissist. No. <laughs> good to hear. Yeah. You're very good. good but you call yourself whatever you want. Put yourself up. Self critique. Whatever. But you're not a narcissist. But there, there are people that say, you know, how can you have these children that grow up so differently? Like you have one child yeah. that grows up to be an adult, uh, goes up to be like a politician and the other child grows up to be a drug addict and has issues. And yes. you're like, hey, yeah. you grew up in the same house. But just because you grew up in the same house with the same parents doesn't mean you grew up with the same experiences. Interesting and, right, observation. Right. And actually, and that, and that's, there's really nothing to contest there. That's so true when you think about mm-hmm. it but the thing is is i don't think most people most people don't think about that no. they just kind of live their lives and you know they have inner resentment within the family but they don't really analyze it they don't analyze it and they don't realize that people can have completely completely different uh experiences in life and when michelle posted that um graphic i immediately recognized my own family because when they say that you know, I grew up with a, a narcissistic father. I knew that. Yeah. And I've known that since I was young. I knew, well, I didn't How know did that, it manifest itself, his narcissism? Uh, you- he was, uh, he was what they call a covert narcissist, which oh. is, uh, they're not like, okay, Trump, I'm sorry to throw that he's out malignant. there. He's a malignant. He's a malignant narcissist. He's yeah. a he's an overt narcissist. Okay. He's you can totally tell. He's like uh, he's like, in your he's textbook. Like he's, he's just yeah. Right. So I'm gonna assume then that I'm the amazing. Covert, like nobody else has ever seen. I'm gonna yeah. do all in other these words, things. Coverts are sneakier. The covert ones are a little sneakier. Oh, Trump okay. is obvious. If he if he, after you should be able to see it after a while. Yeah. I mean, but can Michelle? Can you explain what a covert narcissist is? Like they're a, more well compared to the malignant kind like Trump, um, they're more, there can be more charming. They can be more, um, you wouldn't catch it right away. Everyone's going to be like, Oh, they're a great guy. They're so nice. So all this, everybody around you could almost invalidate what you're going through because everyone else likes them. They're so sweet. They're so nice. They're so helpful. They're so kind, (laughs) but they're really not. But that's what the, that's the mask, the image that they put out there. Right. So but then be behind the but away. behind mm-hmm. the mask, they still want to pull those strings. And um, yeah. with the covert narcissist, their thing is that they still are so great. They still are so fantastic. But the world didn't recognize them. Like my mm-hmm. dad, my dad used to lose jobs over and over and over again, you know. And the reason why he lost these jobs is that, you know, he would like make some excuse like uh you know well you know i I took somebody else's table when he was a waiter 
You know, oh, well, I took somebody, I was just really gung-ho with my job, and so I took somebody else's table, oh. and, you know, I was making sure that they got like the a- service that they deserved, and, uh, you know, and then I, they fired me, but really, the reality was, he was taking people's tips, you know, or some shit like that, yeah. so oh. they yeah. still want to portray this grandiose situation, but the world doesn't... You know, oh, poor me. The world doesn't see how great I am. And oh, what a pity it is. So it's harder to see that kind of narcissism. And that was my dad. That was my dad to the T, still is to the T, you know, that kind of thing. That kind of a narcissist, are they the type that they're kind of, in a way, to to mask their arrogance, they will actually try to appear as someone who is rather... Um, maybe they've been, maybe hurt, you know, oh, I lost my job. Yeah. Yeah. Deep me. down, that is the issue. Yeah. Well, that's uh, deep, deep down, down the issue with all, all narcissists. The issue is, is that they have small egos. They have, they um, don't feel worthy. They, they don't feel worthy. So the only way yeah. they can feel worthy is to puff them up like, yeah. uh, you know, they peacocks. need people building them up. Like right. ego, ego builders, little like you know, tell me I'm great all the time. Little fans, little fans. Yeah, yeah. they need that stuff. And the second you don't yeah. do that, then I don't. Yeah, they can't get it themselves. Right, okay. and, and that was the way with my dad. And so, and um, what the, you posted with that that picture? I have it still. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. graphic. I mean, hopefully, we can be able to put it up or something. Yeah, send it yeah, I'll I'll it. I, I can share the, it later. Yeah, I have it. I found with it. this graphic, yeah. when he posted it, it was like a kick in the stomach because I felt like you were pointing right at me with a sense of, like I, I said, like the my brother describes everything. Yeah, the way you it felt describes, that. Huh? I felt it hard yeah. because yeah. I knew it's, for a fact that my older brother was the golden child because, like I said, you know, my parents bought him a car. He could do no wrong. Do you he, want me to read the qualities of the each of them? Oh, please. Yeah, do that. Okay. So, like, the golden child is where the narcissist projects all of their qualities. Like, they're they're like the mini, the mini narcissist, right? Right. So, like, they're the favorite. They can do no wrong. Um... Elder special treatment, like you said, the buying your brother a car, you know, like he's like up here. There's like a hierarchy and you're not it. The golden no. child is. No. So yeah. Um, the scapegoat is the one that tends to, you know, you know the story of the emperor's new clothes. They're the ones that tend to be like, hey, the emperor's naked and calls it out. And then they get in trouble. That's what I noticed. That's what, let me stop you right there. Because what I realized is that um, I didn't know when these roles became became because you speak out it's right speak and that's out. what it was is that i was uh, the one that noticed some shit was going it. on i called yeah. it out and you put words on i it put words on play, it i'm like you didn't, you didn't play this like, is like not fair will go with it. they want the attention and so they'll play the role and you're like hey i call bullshit i call bullshit <laughs> and i remember that in my in and before my be, before my father actually cut me off from the family because he ended he ended up going uh no contact with me how Big, old were you when that happened i was 36 when oh, he wow. went no contact with me wow, but okay. but i was four i remember when i was four and i remember that my i told my dad you know he was splitting cookies between me and my brother yeah and yeah, he always gave my brother cookies. the bigger piece or he was splitting okay. something and my brother always got the bigger piece. And I remember mm. I was so little, I was four and I said, no, we need to have same much. 
is what I said. Same amount, <laughs> same but I said same no, much. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I noticed that I was not getting the same much. You know, yeah. I was not getting the same amount. And my parents, up until I was thirty six, my dad still joked about same much. He still mocked mm-hmm. me for for going after wow. it and going. Listen, I understand that we are not getting the same treatment right here. We are not getting yeah. the same treatment. What the fuck is going on? But that happened when I was four, and I knew since I was four. I was the scapegoat child. I mean, okay. I didn't have the word for yep. it, but I understood but you, that I was not treated yeah. the same as my brother. So that was really fucked up. So, well, unfairness, unfairness is universal, and kids pick up on that sometimes quicker than we adults do. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. knew from a young age what was going on. Yeah. And you but, weren't playing along with it because you got, yeah, you're like, I'm calling it out. Yeah, I so, called it out. So I'm familiar with narcissists. There's, also a, there's also a third child. There's like the lost child who tends to get nothing, like ignored. And that was my little brother. And they're just kind of, they can go do whatever they want. So, <laughs> so, and then I called that out too whenever you posted that because yeah. I knew. Mean they're treated well. They're not nurtured at all. They're just kind of ignored. They just Yeah, it. but he also wasn't beaten. You know, with my dad, my no, dad was exactly. a, my dad was a violent man and he would beat the crap out of my older brother and me too. He would just beat the crap out of us with the belt and, you know, got, you know, this was the eighties, you know, and it was acceptable, yep. he, but my little brother Good never got hit, yeah. never got hit, but he also never got praised. He was exactly. the invisible oh. child. Oh. And it's just kind of we don't have time for you. We're too busy on the, yeah, we're too busy with these on. two. Yeah. We're too busy with these two. And so my little brother, um, but I found out with the invisible child. My little brother or whatever um any invisible child they will either go to one extreme or the other to get some kind of yeah. attention because they are invisible like you yes. said they need to be nurtured they need, need to be they want some kind of attention right and yeah. luckily luckily right. or the clown. sometimes they'll be the clown yeah, yeah yeah my little brother growing up he was the clown the little yeah. brother my little brother was the clown he was always doing beavis and butthead impressions and you know being <laughs> silly or whatever but now he's right. grown up and he's a lawyer you know what I mean? So he went that way to well. yep. look at me, look well. at me, look at me, look at me. You know, I'm I'm doing. He still good. wants to be looked at, but he's a lawyer. But at this point, at this point, at this point, I think he also has his own knowledge that um, yep. you know, there's no use in fighting for the attention. It's no use in that because yep. you know what I mean. Yeah, at some point when mm-hmm. you're grown up, you're just like, okay, it's time to cut it off. It's time to stop oh. fighting. But the one right. thing I really wanted to talk to you about is the sibling relationship, not just the golden yeah. child, um, you know, and the invisible child and the scapegoat, but how say- all of us like interact now as grownups. Because yeah, that well, kind of a childhood is-, family is really, really good. The Trump family is a really good image of it because they are so textbook. Like Ivanka uh. is the golden child. Yes. You see how she was like, and they even everybody sees it. It's not, yeah. nothing about the Trumps is hidden. So it's such, there's such a good example of this. Yeah. So she's the one, she's the mini Trump, right? Yeah. She's always like right there. And she, and she can't do any wrong. She yeah. can't do any she wrong. She can't do any wrong. She's you sitting on daddy's lap all the time. You know, like and- the, she's like right there and she has no empathy either. She's pretty much like, I feel bad for her kids, mm-hmm. her and Jared. I mean, come on. She does then, come across as pretty cold. So then what, Eric yeah, is... And just image, and mm-hmm. she's got to be, like, looking perfect all the time, and everything's about my father this, my father that. Like, she's just very aligned with him. Right. And then you have... um I actually, and then Eric is kind of like the lost child, the invisible. One. I don't know. I think Tiffany, kind of like, Tiffany is the lost child. If you ask oh, me. Oh, yeah, forget about her. She's yeah. definitely out. See, you even forgot, forgot about, about her. her. That's how invisible she is. You forgot about <laughs> but her. But I'm saying, listen, to in, me, the, in, the, in the 
on the Ivanka's kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, mom. I think that Eric. Not, I think they Eric is a scapegoat. Eric is. I I actually thought Don Jr. only because he's even though he's horrible at it. He's not. He's actually not the best example. Right. But he's the one that does. Um, everything gets blamed on him. Let me let me yeah. ask you. Everything gets blamed on Eric. Everything gets blamed on John Jr. He can do no right. He gets me, made fun of. He gets his pisses his father off all the time. He just he just copes by doing stupid stuff like lots of cocaine or whatever he's yeah, doing. Let me just do. jump in here. Let me jump in here real quick to do okay. <laughs> the magic of editing on radio. Yeah. That, that, it'll fit. It it'll will fit. fit. Okay. It'll make it fit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm but sorry. Go ahead. It's, just, it's kind of like the, so the scapegoat is whoever gets everything blamed on them. Yeah, you know, like, me, me, I was the one, the one that, that was picked no right. on. Yeah, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Right. I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid, um, I got a C on my math, um, on my report card in math. A C. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I was grounded for six yeah. months. Six months for a six C. Six months for a C on my math report card. But my older brother, the golden child, he went yeah. to uh, take a shower one time. Yeah. And yeah. he, you know, took us, he left his pants on the floor in the bathroom and my parents pulled out a bag of weed. Did he get grounded? No. You know, my parents were like, yeah, you know, you're experimenting, you're 17, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm 16, I got to see in fucking trigonometry, which is hard. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? I'm like, dad, dad didn't even graduate high school, but I got to get six months grounded. And that's, that's how it was. Six months? Trigonometry. Six months? Six months? That's six extreme. whole months. And it was always extreme with me. The punishments were always yeah. extreme. So, but what I want to talk about really mainly is, you know, fuck the parents because we know they're fucked up, right? Uh, we, we know, I knew, I know it's my dad, I know my, yeah, I know my dad was a narcissist and I'm just now starting to understand that my mom was the enabler because what we know about narcissistic families is that it only takes one good parent to help the children, like one that really protects it, You can have a sweetest mom in the world. She can be lovely and darling, but if she lets your narcissistic father go have a really a go yeah, at you. You're still fucked up. Right. And my mom let him go have a go at me. So, so that that's neither here nor there, but what I'm really sad about is my relationship with my siblings, my brothers yeah, and, and, um, triangulation. What do you know about triangulation? Yeah. Can you, yeah. can you give us a little idea of what that is? So it's kind of like when, I'll try, it's just so hard to explain right now. Yeah. <laughs> so triangulation, I, I know it like in the counseling aspect, but in, so in the family All right, well, aspect, let, let, me, let me, let me throw an idea at you of that, what, yeah, exactly. what it was. In my life, you know, I like growing up when I was little and I had my older brother, we were kind of close up to a point. And then yep. my dad started pitting the brother against me. He would take like, if I go to my dad and tell my dad a secret, like, you know, I don't like the way my brother yeah. looks yeah, in those shorts or what, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like that, that show survivor. You got an alliance mm -hmm. and then, and then you go yeah. behind it's the other person's back. Yeah. Like you're on my team and we're going to go against that person. Right. But yeah. just for a moment and then you team up with somebody else and then you go up against that mm -hmm. other person and it's just yeah, so yeah. much back stabbing and stuff and you don't know who to trust anymore and and i find right. that sad because i have an older brother and i have a younger brother my younger brother i haven't even spoken to him in five years because i don't talk to him yeah <laughs> right <laughs> because of all the backstabbing and and you know like my father used to include the other sibling in the punishment 
for example. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. So I remember clearly. That, that's mm. <laughs> well, what it is, is it's scary. What it is, like, you're talking higher level narcissism. Oh, okay. But I, just, I remember like. That's okay. No, it's, it's just intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it was intense. So I remember one time that I was, I was not feeling well. I was kind of sick and I was a little bit dehydrated and I wanted to get out of bed. Uh, I don't want to say in the middle of the night, but like 10 o'clock at night, I passed my dead time and I wanted to go get a glass of water. And my dad was super pissed that I got up to get a glass of water and he made me go into bed. He woke up my two brothers, gave my two brothers glasses of water to come into the bedroom and go, mmm, this water is so good. Oh, this water is so good. You poor child. Yeah. All I wanted was water. And he made my two brothers drink water in front of me while I couldn't have any water. And then sent, you know, like, like that, that was some no, kind of. already pitting them against you too. Right. So that he pits mm -hmm. us against each other and it was kind of fucked up. So that's kind of what triangulation is, is that yeah. they are, they, he was trying to make me not trust my brothers and make my brothers not right. trust me because I don't know right. what they're going to tell dad in order to not for them not to get punished. You know, if, if, mm -hmm. if they give dad the goods, then maybe they might you know, go free for the punishment for that day or whatever. And so you can't trust anybody. And I don't have any relationship with my siblings to this day. And I find that really, really sad because like what people say is family is everything, but that the fuck well, it, it sounds, it sounds like he was setting you guys willfully or, or not. He was setting you guys up to be combatants mm -hmm. instead of siblings. He so wanted us, he wanted us to fight for his approval. That's what, narcissistic is yeah. it right. called and it narcissism supply and all that fighting is going to damage your normal <laughs> sibling it also makes relationship him feel more important because look at all these people fighting over me well and, sure and then thinking know, about the, the attention yeah and then thinking about the effects on the children of course all that fighting no matter what the reason is yeah. it's going to lead to 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 a warped relationship which yeah you're it's adults completely and you're not fucked up now, right so. and and that's what they call the narcissistic supply right michelle yeah. Yeah. The nurse, yeah. And can, you, can you explain okay. narcissistic supply to, to the listeners? So it's kind of like they need that, that validation, that gratification from other people's attention. So if you're there telling them wonderful things and they're so great, or just at least they're like seeking their attention or, or trying to get their approval, that pumps up their attention. If you are no longer doing that, if you're calling them out for doing wrong, if you're criticizing them in any way, or if you're ignoring them, then you're no longer giving them what they want. Right. So basically so what they want is praise or attention. And discard, they can discard you because you're not, it's like a discarding thing. If you don't give them what they want, then you're useless. They're going to go on and find someone else to do it. You're disposable. Mm. Just put somebody else in your place. So path, path whatever of child isn't doing it, huh? They just leave a path of destruction. If they're, if you're <laughs> yeah. more used to them, yeah. then you're just cast aside. That's basically yeah. it. Yeah. If, if you're not either, Praising them, telling them how smart they are, telling them how great they are, what a great person they are. If you yep. criticize them in any way, shape, or form, then um, they either discard you or mm -hmm. what I found, um, and I had to do some research on it, they send what what's called the flying monkeys. Oh, yeah, those ones. Those yeah. Are, yeah. You used yeah, that term before. I, don't, I think you told me what it is, but what is, what is that? Flying well, do you monkeys? remember from, from no, the like Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz, yeah. And, and you know how, like, the Wicked Witch, she was, like, the controller, right? Oh. And then what she did was she sent these 
flying monkeys, which yeah. is what they were. Yeah. She sent these flying monkeys out to torment Dorothy and the Tin Man and the Lion, even though these monkeys never met Dorothy or Tin Man or whatever. It's just they were doing her so evil think of bidding. It like social media. So like if somebody, it's kind of like I'm gonna. Um, or the or the mill or the media. So if somebody, if you want to make somebody, you can get like the, all the tentacles of like everyone else judging you too. Okay. Yeah. So I'm only judging you, but I'm gonna throw it out I there see. and I'm gonna see how yeah. bad a person you are, and then the whole world's gonna attack you or whatever. I You're see on. that every day on social right. media. And every those day. are flying. I, I use that example because you know wasn't Trump even that? Is it to use him again? Wasn't he good at that? Like yeah. I'm gonna insult you, but I'm also gonna enlist all these other people and call. He got Rudy and Giuliani and to go out there. doing it for him. Yes. Yes. Get other people to be against you as well. Yeah. So now everyone, now you have no allies. Yeah. Because everyone's wow. going to say how great he is. It's really, really, really right. um, toxic. And not only now. that, but they'll also come and investigate you and try to find, yeah. um, you know, and it's bad you. things it's about events. you. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's you. It's yeah. Not me. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. then you feel like you have a whole army coming yeah. against you and then you can't fight back. And yeah. that's the whole, that's Flying the whole premise monkeys. of it. Flying monkeys. That's Flying what they're monkeys. called. Yeah. Flying monkeys. Flying monkeys. Yeah. yeah. So. That can uh, really be maddening, especially if, and if you're somebody that's like a scapegoat. You never had your feelings validated. Now I'm losing my voice. Uh -huh. It's contagious, Tiffany. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's contagious over the airwaves. But um, yeah, if you never had your feelings validated, then you are going to, and then other people are constantly saying you're wrong. This person, the narcissist is wonderful. They're great. It's all you. It's just, it can lead you into a spiral. Yeah. Like, it's crazy making too. It's absolute yeah. crazy making. And, uh, and the, the gaslighting. The chase of a the the traits of a of a scapegoated child can be emotionally reactive, highly sensitive, empathic. Like so, they get reactive because they were never validated. You know right. what I mean? So they kind of react like. Come How on, common is this? Them. How common is this in society? That's good. You know, it's actually I've been noticing. It's actually more getting more common. It's Sadly. actually I think our societies in general are like encouraging. Narcissistic but I, and I don't traits. think and I don't Social think it's always encouraging it too. I think. Yeah. But I don't think these family, these toxic family dynamics that are based in narcissism, I don't think it's easy to to see. It's not easy to discover. It can be hidden. You know, if you Depends, have that, yeah. if you have the that charming, ones, the really good ones can be hidden. Yeah, yeah, you have that charming covert narcissist who everyone thinks is a good father, good husband. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, he's a great it's, man. And like, he's I don't creating, see what you're yeah, it's and great. he's creating a hell inside the four walls of the home. And especially whenever yeah. the children are, they, they grow up in it. So they know their role also is to shut the fuck up. Oh, you can play yeah. it. Yeah. The kids can play it all. And I can yeah. like, you know, you can act like everything's fine. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And compartmentalize. This is what we show the world. This is what's really going on. Cause I remember whenever I was a little girl and then my dad took us to church because that was his covert narcissism is to, you know, oh, church, get, yeah. get, get his fill up on some Lord, you know? And so we would, he would yeah. take us to church. And so he was like the, uh, for a little bit, he was the Sunday school teacher, and okay. you know I had to, be, you know, not and my no, dad. No, he was not. Yes, he <laughs> fucking was oh. for a, just for There's a little a bit. Because I'm in the church, yeah. So you right. had to be there on Sundays and say Amen and Amen, and, and my dad would not preach these you were, passages you that he didn't to, follow. So because you had to fall into this mold of uh, the perfect family to build up so his you know ego, not yeah. all, right? Not only not only was everyone else against you, he's trying to get like God against you too. He got, yeah, yeah. He used religion against me too. Like spirituality. Yeah, because, against, yeah. you know, honor thy father and thy mother was like a big, 
uh, yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, but what if I know my father's the devil? You know, like yeah. what? What, yeah. what if I know? Tell me, but then he was trying to even say like, even God agrees with me. You yeah, know, like that's like uh, that. Talk about never trusting yourself, and you still that's did. That's just amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty strong though, because they just they're not going to call out the crap. I did take some bravery. I did call yeah. him out in the sense of like you know, like I joked about the or not joked, but you know, I said the same much. You're like I realized that there was yeah. a, a huge difference. I would keep saying that, but the more I said it, yeah. the more I was uh, put down for anything. Like I did, like, like even like whenever I said you know I was 36, whenever I went no contact. Yeah, my dad. And that surprised me. I figured it was a long time ago. No, because I didn't. I still didn't realize it wow. because when you're brainwashed into it, wow. I just thought my dad was different. You know, or my dad, yeah. I knew, I always knew my dad was different, but I yeah. didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to call it the monster. It is narcissism. Right. That's what it is. I didn't know what it is. I just knew my dad was different and he was difficult. So how did that go down then when you, I mean, was it like a declaration of, okay, I'm not speaking to you anymore? Or was he it did like, it to me. But, but, was, but what, was it a declaration or was it something that just kind of built up and then you it just was, kind of faded it out was, of each other's You lives? actually commented on the whole situation. I don't know if you remember. It was a few years ago that my dad's, like they, we were talking about uh, on Facebook. It was It was a Facebook discussion. A thread, and it was talking about how. Remember, yeah. Do you remember kind of ish? I think so. Uh, we were talking about how we need to raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. Yes. And then my dad started talking about, well, I raised I raised three kids on four dollars and twenty five cents <laughs> an hour. I was like, the fuck you did, you know, like, okay, you granted, survived. we survived. I your dad on Facebook. You called him out all the time. I called and him I out was, all I was like, the time. How do these people still talk? Because you were just like, <laughs> yeah, because I was, I was really stuck confused with it. how the heck they were still talking as a family. Because you were like, I'm gonna post all the effed up stuff that ever happened. Yeah, and I'm gonna like just share it. We're gonna get into it, and they just kept talking. I'm like, how is he? And you were just opposed on so many values and everything. I yeah, because my dad, my dad would say he wasn't a Trumper, but he was oh full on Republican. He was a Marco yeah, Rubio yeah, yeah. guy back in yeah, those so days. Politics would go at it. With yeah, him. <laughs> so the politics we went at it. But my dad started talking about, oh, I raised my kids just fine on four twenty five an hour. You called him out about it. Yeah, we survived. I wasn't but, even allowed but water. But we were eating out of trash cans, <laughs> and I you know, have water. Yeah. <laughs> so no, you didn't. Like, cause, cause, um, in today's society, if you try to raise a kid on four twenty and five an hour, and the way yeah. that I was raised, the like, cost of living's gone up too, and it's just that too. But still, back yeah. then, even back then, if if yeah. you checked out my living situation back then in today's standards of cps yeah. they so would have taken me out of the home us, that was neglect and yeah it was neglect i mean like our, our car had a big hole in the bottom of it and we didn't have seat belts you know what i mean like they would have it's taken amazing. us out of the home yeah so that, so that discussion on facebook was that the that was it straw. that was it whenever i, I told her it got pretty hot and it, heavy and and he was pissed and he was pissed fast and, and then he blocked me and so uh, yeah. and then my mom sent me a message and she's like you know your father he's really really sad i'm like he is is he if he was like sad then he would have communicated with me so for it. yeah mm -hmm. so what basically he sent my mom as a flying monkey yeah. to to yeah. try to pull me back in and he's still kind of uses her out of flying monkey my mom's yeah. like well you know yeah. you, you should wish your father a happy birthday and i'm like well he what doesn't does wish that do me to, what does that do to you though now nothing you, 
you're fine. You're now you're, nothing yeah. because yeah. I know what it is. I can call the monster out. When you yep. can call the monster by its name, it's it a process. Though, it's no longer as dangerous. But it was a process a because, process. like I said, it it's happened when I was 36, and it took it took a few years. And then now it still is a process because, like I said, with that um, that. It wasn't a meme, a graphic that you put up. Yeah. About, I knew, I I knew who my father was. He was the narcissist. And I knew who my big brother was. I was, and my little brother was. But you put up that one, I said, enabler. And that was the one, that's the one I'm still working on now because my mom was so sweet. Like Mm. when my dad used to abuse us, hit us with a bell or whatever. You feel a lot of, you feel a lot of empathy for the enabler too. Right. It's really, really hard. It's your mom. It's my mom. And she was the one that if she could, she stopped the abuse. And she's, she's kind of trapped in this all too. It's not like she overtly did anything. She just, she's conned by him as well. Right. But the whole thing is that she knows better now at this point and she still chose to stay with them so then i'm kind of like they're really complicated feelings to that Mm -hmm. but anybody who's been in a narcissistic family dynamic i think some of them they will they will understand that you know you are not close to anybody in your family you don't trust anybody in your family you're afraid they're going to talk behind you your back they're going to there's like a distance there yeah there is a complete distance and so whenever like Mm -hmm. now i have this amazing boyfriend andrew i think you met andrew i gotta meet him him. andrew brought andrew brought me the car or brought me my luggage with the car yeah andrew she drove up michelle (laughs) michelle came all the way to my house in porsche grant and uh, norway i forgot about that she came to visit me and then she forgot like a piece of her luggage at my house which is oh, no like, i didn't forget sorry. no 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 no. i had it all planned to come back but again the train they just the train it came and left oh, the train that's, that's what it was there was so, no return train and then you call this number but nobody answers it and so shit. there was no train so i had to figure out how to get back from bergen so, <laughs> and then the next day i had a plan i had like a, a flight out of oslo to go to london and i was going to meet up so anyway so I'm like, I had, I found my way and nobody spoke English in this little area, which I think people speak English everywhere, but I figured it out. I found the, I found the, the little, um, what do you call it? Not a trolley, but a bus, a bus. Yeah, bus. It's a bus. <laughs> I found the bus to the airport. B-U-S bus. I figured out the word lift on the thing. <laughs> and then I, I just, I got, I got to the airport somehow. I don't know how, but I did. But then I was like, well, if I can fly to Oslo, but then I don't know how to get my luggage in time. Cause it's still at Tiffany's house. Cause I was planning on going back there. You know, so anyway, Andrew is a wonderful man and he brought me, he, he drove all the way up. He had to do yoga in the, in the hotel floor because his back was all messed up from driving. Because I took I'm like, three go hours ahead, to get you go, go away, you do all the stretches. You know, I just got a yeah, question. Three hours I, I, to get my back. I have a question that just fell into my head now, you know, talking about Andrew and, and how much he means to sure. you, you know, and I have my Snoopy and, and you know how much she, she means She's to amazing. me. She's yeah. um, uh, amazing. Do we as adults gravitate towards a certain kind of mm. significant other to compensate yeah. if, we've had, if we've had if we've had if we've had that out. i think for sometimes you might like repeat i think sometimes people initially have to go through some bad relationships to, yeah. to learn that's that's what i did John. what not can you might repeat like you're like i dated a lot of narcissists me too for a while there. like so what, I, what they always say is I that little girls them, date their fathers a mile away now yeah. yeah, little girls date their fathers. I'm not going to get into my stuff too much, but yeah, I did date a lot of narcissists. Yeah, and I just remember um, 
now I can spot on a mile away. Right. Hard, but yeah. I think, yeah, now right. I would be like you guys. I would gravitate towards somebody that's more, I, I know what I gravitate towards. Right. I just haven't found it. But you too, yeah, you grow, I think you go towards what you know, empathic, whatever people that are kind, that are loving, that are nurturing. I I think immediately after like in your teenage years or early twenties, when you're first starting Mm -hmm. to date somebody, they always say that little girls date their fathers. So you always, you, I know it's gross. (laughs) It's totally gross. But what you, but little boys date their mothers too. And that's true. Familiar. That's true. That's very true. Because it's it's what you know, what love is. And so what you recognize what love is. So if I recognize. Or you still want that person's attention and validation. So you kind of, you know, I might go to that same type to hoping that they'll get it. You know? Yeah. And and then that's what I did. I I kept trying to date those narcissists and kept trying to change them too, because I was trying to fix my past and going, okay, well, you know, I was too young to fix my dad. If they can validate me, then they're wrong. Because this other person's telling me but no, it never happened. What do professionals, you know, people, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, people who work in healthcare, people who work with children, maybe people, especially those people who work with children, what do they need to look out for? Because again, I don't think that it's always very clear and, and, and evident, you know, the presence of this interfamilial uh, uh, narcissism is not always easy to see. What should people look out right. for? For in the parent, like, what do you mean? Like, who, who's? Yeah, you know, I'm thinking, you know, as as a person who works uh, in in childcare, you know, uh, uh, I think it's just kind of. I think you work in this so long enough, it's kind of like when you date somebody or have it. Like, it's just so obvious to people that if you're in the field, I think eventually you just spot it because they'll be like extra nice. They'll compliment you too much, especially in my role. Like, let's say. And I don't do divorcing parents anymore, but if there's a divorce and one of them's a narcissist, they want to get me as a flying monkey. Right. So my role as a counselor, I'm, I, I'm kind of like, they're not really attack. They'll, they'll try to attack me, but I don't get them. There's nothing to attack me on. I have nothing bad in my history. I mean, you can, especially right. I'm squeaky clean, you know, there's nothing yeah. going on there. Yeah. So I mean, they try to do that, but at first they'll try to like uh, align with me too much. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're the best thing. You're in the complimenting and the trying to build me up. The like, love like, bombing. Like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need your validation. I got it, yeah. but they try that. So that that's thing. Um, manipulation and the kids, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard. You'll see it. It's kind of hard to explain for me right now, but you'll because see it. I just it's think like of all the kids. charming manipulative. Like you feel like you're being manipulated. Like they yeah. want something. From I just think of all the kids who, who are in families like that. And, you know, I, I can remember some of the things I experienced as a kid and looking back on it now as an adult, I'm like, what's wrong with all of the, the adults, the teachers, the, the school mm-hmm. counselors and whatnot. Why didn't they see anything and why didn't they do oh, something? Cause they got conned. Yeah. A lot of times they won't. Uh, yeah. You know, and and for for in my case, it was I the see, 80s. I see where you're going with the question. It, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In my case, it was the 80s and nobody wanted to step in. I do mm. remember yeah. specifically as a child going to a restaurant with my father. And it was me and my two brothers and him. And, and it was a restaurant that my mother worked at. So she was a waitress there. And we were waiting mm-hmm. for her to get off of work. So we were going to eat there and we were going to get our free meal or whatever. Yeah. And we were sitting there, but we had a different waitress waiting on us. And I remember that I was holding back tears. I don't remember what it was my father did, but it was like a threat of some sort. And I was holding back tears and trying not to cry because I was the tough one. You know, I didn't, if I, if I cried, then, then all hell broke loose, quit being a little bitch about it and whatever. So I remember holding back tears and I remember looking at the waitress and she must have been like 
I don't know, 19, 20. She was young. And she looked at me and she looked at my little brother. My older brother, of course, was the golden child, so he wasn't having any issues whatsoever. But my little brother, he and I were really, really connected emotionally. Um, so if I was sad, he was sad because I was sad. So he looked yeah. at me and then he saw me welling up with tears. And so he was welling up with tears and holding my hand. And this waitress looked at us, looked at me in the eye, looked at my little brother in the eye. And I could tell even at that young age, I must've been like seven or eight. She knew something was going on and she wanted to do something, but she was too young to do something. Didn't know what she could do. She didn't know what to do. Yeah. So she just smiled at us in this like pathetic smile and then gave me a pat on the shoulder and left. So there are a lot of people that back then, this is heart wrenching. This is back in the 1900s, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so So this is back in the 1900s. So back then nobody knew what to do. I remember the 80s and I remember thinking they were a lot better because they weren't like the 50s and 60s. I remember being in it thinking like there was, we are so much better now. Yeah. Now I look back at the 80s and I'm like, dang, yeah. I think we were better. But I just, I, re- I remember being like, I just remember the 80s and yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, yeah. we're better now. We totally you know, like better. We're, like we got computers coming out. Like things were just like, we were like, you know, like all the. Well, we were, we were waiting for the hoverboard back then. We were so ready for the hoverboard. So let me ask you, Michelle. Right. You- we were like, yeah, we were all future focused. Like I just felt different. Just so to hear the social yeah. issues that were still going on. It was on, opulence. Like, it was, the, it was a decade of opulence back then. It was everybody, yeah, it was lots of money. So yeah. Michelle, mm-hmm. do you have any time constraints? Do you have to be done at a certain time? I have to be. Yeah, I have a, a point that's I came in. I'm actually doing a parenting assessment <laughs> ah. for DCF. So this is warm up. This I'm is warm up then. Yeah, it's a warm up. Yeah, I have to set these people that have DCF involved. Mama in made me eat my mashed potatoes. We gotta, yeah, we got to warm up. parenting throat. classes or feedback, any recommendations. So I have that at 1030. Okay. So I got about a half hour. Okay. A half hour. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We won't keep you. I just wasn't sure if like how like how long we needed to go. Yeah. Just so you know, program leader, if you look at that clock up in the top right corner, it's ticking off. Okay. So uh, a half oh, hour I got you. you can see it. We got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to run over too. I feel like I ran over on you last time. So yeah, no, like, no. But so anyway, the whole <laughs> point of this discussion is not to, to talk about poor me, but uh, it's to talk about no, the example. narcissistic family dynamic. And I didn't realize what it was until you, I was like almost 40 when he posted it. So really? I thought you would know, cause you knew a lot about narcissism. I you knew about me when I was going through it, that I would know but that, stuff. And but it was like, that aspect me, like, of you it. Know this, you Michelle. Right. <laughs> I knew, I knew about narcissism because I dated narcissists yeah. and then I yeah. figured out my father was a narcissist when I was 36, but I didn't realize right. the dynamic and the triangulation was the part that really, nasty, really yeah. bothered mm-hmm. me is like I said, you know, whenever my father, introduced my brothers into punishing me with the punishment so that I could feel hard feelings towards them and not trust them anymore. Or, you know, or yeah, yeah, he would pit us against each other. And so not having that relationship. And I wanted to talk about it because we're going into the Thanksgiving time. We're going to into the family dinner time. And then how awkward is that, you know, um, to it's stressful for a lot of people. It's very stressful. Like they just, I hear it about all the time. Like, I don't want to go see my family. I'm like, don't. Yes. <laughs> yes. It really is that simple. Who says it? you have? That's and me. That's, that's- how I am as a counselor. I'll be like, what script says you have to go right but that's the other thing that i want to talk about that really pisses me the fuck off is that people go 
They're your family. That's it. You because that's conditional. That family is family. No, no, no. They're my fucking relatives. There's a difference. They're your genetic they're, donors. They're my genetic <laughs> relatives. They're not my family. You, Michelle, are my family. Family yeah. is the people yeah. that you choose to be around you. Yeah. That you choose yeah. to surround you and support you. Family, I mean, in, in yeah. a part, they're right. Family is there to support yeah. you and build you up and make you better. Yeah. But it does not have fuck all to do with DNA or blood. I mean, there are some people with healthy families, and good for them. Like they're still, they can still choose their original family, but it's still a choice, right? It's a choice. Family is a choice. Relatives Mm -hmm. are not a choice, and you do not (laughs) owe. And I'm going to say this right now, and you can have your your Mm -hmm. relatives listen to this. Yeah, you do not owe your relatives shit because you did not pay them to be born in that family. You didn't do anything to make yourself be born you didn't ask to be born in that family well it's all about self-worth if you value yourself enough right you can back off away and away from that toxic family you know and just Mm. cross out the word family and look at it for what it is toxic relatives well toxic is just toxicity toxicity. who needs that you know if you if you and i think people sometimes feel afraid though like if we have all this society like Christmas, like you see all the commercials and all the stuff, it's like, oh, you should be like happy Thanksgiving dinner or happy Christmas dinner and everyone's together and or all the Christmas movies where people are going home in this warm suburban middle class homes and like yeah. everybody's like Go, go fuck you know, yourself. That, that's not reality. Go fuck yourself. How's <laughs> like, oh, that for a Christmas slogan? Yeah. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Because you know what? The best Thanksgiving I've ever you you know Chumley. Our friend Chumley, he's he's yeah. a, he's a mate of ours that own a pub. He owns a pub in Chumley. our hometown. Yeah, his guy. name is Chumley. Well, his real name is Michael. And he's also from the from New England, like I am. He's from Newburyport, so I like the. Yeah, we kind of have some other connections. Yeah, he's from Massachusetts or whatever. But he he bought a pub like. It's been like 20 years or whatever, but yeah. he would buy a pub and anybody it's in a college town in FIT town, a Florida Institute of Technology. And so there are a lot of uh, students there that cannot be around their relatives right. during that time. Right. And so whenever oh, yeah. Thanksgiving, yeah. right. You remember Chumley's <laughs> right. Thanksgiving? I used to go there, even though I had my I relatives in I town, you would go there. Like, I would yeah. go to his house for Thanksgiving because we had like skinny dipping in his pool. I and in, Florida, <laughs> in Florida and in St. Thomas, I did a lot of friends, Friendsgiving, Friendsgiving. And I loved it. Cause it was like, we'd have like, I've had, you know, Thanksgiving on a tropical beach or at the, beach or just you know deep frying a turkey out there you know like right. whatever and the pressure was so gone there was no right. none of that family stress or pressure right. and you have know, to listen to gossip about your aunt jennifer right it's, it's the it felt more authentic than you know like this whole i don't know martha stewart thing i get thing it right right and there was like we had fucking paper plates you know what i mean we didn't have all the fine china out it was paper right. plates and we had a keg out and we were out in in the backyard and we we're skinny dipping in his pool i and, wasn't doing that but all right. oh i i did <laughs> Oh, oh Lord, I did, I did. But it was a good time, and it was non-toxic. Besides the food, I mean, the food was like so. And the yeah. thing is, is that you had the wherewithal, you had the presence of mind to choose that over a toxic family situation. Right. Oh yeah. Way so again, fun. so again, those people who say yeah, but it's family, and the response yeah. can be and. 
No, it's family. But my, my yeah, that's, says, no, like, that's what I say. So it's not family. Think about why they're programmed to think that. Like, let's let's talk about. It that. might be a religious thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they're like, oh, you know, you got to forgive family. You got to be with. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Very no. ingrained. Like they can be taught that we don't. You don't walk away from family. Family's there for you. There's a whole bunch of un, you know, yeah. subconscious. And why so, is that? Though? I think sometimes people have programming. To- like we're like little programmers. Like we've been programmed. But you have once you realize you're able to program yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you right. can change that. No? So, but yeah, what I, what I decided that. is that family is what you choose. You can choose your own family. Like I say, like yeah. Michelle, you're like a sister to me, yeah. and you so yeah. therefore you are a sister to me, and you come and visit yeah, me. Right. You right. you yeah. visited me here in Norway more than anybody in my relative group <laughs> has ever visited me. Yeah. Well, is it a financial thing for them? Or? No, it's just because. Okay. It's I've been oh, giving a shit. I don't know. Michelle's been over here to visit me. I've had and other have, people. Liam there too. It's that's kind of odd. Right, their own grandkid. You know, they don't come yeah. in and visit. So that's what I'm saying. It's a difference between. I want to go back sisters. more if they would do that. They would let me come in with my CDC oh. vaccine. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Dude. The CDC. <laughs> yeah, I can get your this, your yeah, CDC yeah. vaccinations are not welcome here at this point <laughs> in time. But we'll we'll sort that out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> so there is a difference, and I want people to know. Going Going into the Thanksgiving season and going into the Christmas season, when you have to go see your relatives, remember mm-hmm. that they're your relatives. And if you have that racist uncle that says all that horrible shit, or you have that auntie that um, starts talking about conspiracy theories, or you have that father that, that tells you that you're never good enough or whatever, um, you can opt out of that. It's okay. Yes. Yes. It's okay to opt out of that and go with your real family. Fall, you'll probably feel better. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Like, even just like sitting home and I'll like get my own food well, and I was I'll gonna, watch yeah. movies and I'm like, this is so much more peaceful. Yeah, I, I was going to say, not only not only is it okay, sometimes mm-hmm. it's essential. If you want to live, if you want to be yeah. happy, you have to do that. Yeah. It's not just yeah. okay. Just Sometimes you just need to do that to give yourself a, a life. It's good for you. I mean, yeah. like, and, and then, and, and, and growing up or now knowing what the narcissistic family um, dynamic is and what I grew up mm-hmm. with and all this stuff, the more I realize that um, I don't, I don't want to say this out loud, but I'm going to say it. The more I understand women who grew up with cats and they just have cats. <laughs> no, have you know I what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the name I, of this I, every episode. Every day I'm like, I'm becoming the cat lady, man. We're going to call so this episode cool. Cat I, Lady Explained. Like, I don't, cat I'm lady embracing explained. it. No, no, I know. I know. I'm aware. You know, I am rebranding it. I am rebranding the cat lady. Okay? Yeah, there's got to be another name of it. I want to <laughs> say. I just want to start dating. I want to say it's, it's the aware woman, you know, and I'm not a werewolf, but the aware the woman aware that woman. she understands yeah. that people are just can be cunts, absolute cunts. Cats are cunt-ish in a way, you know, in the way that they yeah. wake you up with their asshole in your face or whatever, yeah. but there's been worse things, you know? But let me ask you this, Tiffany. Are you the kind of person... <laughs> there's been worse things than that. Because, because you had it rough, right? I and, did. And the people that should have been closest to you are the ones that let you down the most, your yeah. family. Are you the kind of person now who, because of that, uh, you meet people with skepticism or... Are you the type who feels that everybody is good until they give you a reason to not think? In other words, are you skeptical of humanity? Are you? I'm going to say neither. Really? Neither. I don't go, I don't go up and trust people with open arms right away, but I do have a great nose. 
You did. I have me. A you great, trusted me with open arms, right? Because I have What's a that? great nose. Yes, you are. You are. Yeah. She does. Yes. Uh, that's I one thing that. I noticed yeah. about you, yeah. Tiff, that you actually are very, very, and I appreciate. I think I have gotten to that point too, but I think you are really good at it, and I appreciate that. I, yeah. I'll actually bounce things off of her if my emotions are too. So you see it she's the psychologist and she'll even come into me and go, but, but that's, you, what does this smell like? I can do it in my work setting easy because I'm not emotionally attached to yeah. it. But when it affects me emotionally, I need to like bounce it off as well. So, so you've make sure seen that enough I'm, to where you have, yeah. I got can your see, radar. I can see the and red you, flags yeah. right yeah. away. I think she's always had a good radar, but it's clearer with experience. It's know? clearer with experience. Sure. It's clearer when you have yeah. a, a, like I said, when you can name the monster, yeah. when you can mm-hmm. put a word to what it is that's fucked up, because like yep. when I was growing up as a child, I knew something was fucked up. This is yeah, not right. No, you can't put a word to it. I yeah. couldn't put a word yep. to it. I would go to my friend's house and see their relationships. It's totally and different, stuff. Right? Their families totally are different. different. Right? <laughs> like, and oh, and like I, I brought up my boyfriend Andrew earlier, right? And yeah. he he brings his mom and dad. His mom and dad come and visits him here in Norway once a year. And I actually get exhausted by them because they are so healthy. They are like mom and dad joke with each other and joke with their son and giggle and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like they have that Donna Reed kind of. And I'm like, this is not normal. And so it freaks me out a little bit. So I can have have to try to act within that. You have to try to be different so it's exhausting well like, in my head it doesn't seem realistic i'm like this is not how families react this is fucking weird they're putting on a show like you're for looking me. for the underlying motive right so i am but then I come to find out they actually are that nice and they actually are that loving and they actually really do enjoy each company and i'm like how does that happen in a family that's not a thing so i, I, I take my impression of john's family right now your my impression of yours is that you're the same way you and snoopy and the kids i, I just have this you guys seem very healthy yeah i think healthy. I, 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 weirdly am i right are. on that that's my instinct i, I think like, we are. Just seems so healthy you guys yeah i think we've done yeah. i think Adam. we're doing things right for mm-hmm. us intentionally but, like intentional but the sad thing is it's because neither snoopy nor i had the optimal childhood no, so but I, that's okay. I feel like you're intentionally trying to create yes. that. Like yes. you're awake. Yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Which is very good. So. Because not everybody, yeah. Yeah. not everybody walks out awake. Not everybody walks out of that shit awake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people yeah, just exactly. walk out of it blindly and they're like, Damaged, okay, well, this is yeah. how life yeah. is. Right. Once and you go through that period, then you kind of go through enough pain and you wake up. Right. Well, I yeah. think it's one thing to be damaged and just stay damaged. It's something else if you've been damaged, but you're working on repairing yourself and yeah, trying yeah. to turn yeah. it into something that can benefit you and others. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll always be damaged, but I'm yeah, aware but you're of aware my damages. Of it and you're working and you work on it. I work, work on it. Yeah. And you don't take it out on someone else. No. Well. well, well okay. Well, well, so we're human and we all we all have moments. We all have moments. You know, yeah. we get frustrated, angry, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but you're but, a good person, and it didn't. It, you're damaged, but you, you, you it, it, it has. It doesn't dictate your path through. It life. doesn't dictate my path. Well, yeah, it does in a way that I will refuse to allow my child to be. But that's yes. a positive influence. Yes, that's, well. that's positive. You're intentional. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. But I'm also fierce about it i'm like i remember taking my son to visit his grandparents and then my dad used to do this thing where he was it's not no sexual relationship but he was tickling us but it was hard tickling in the ribs where it hurt when i was a kid he would tickle us and then he would dig in the ribs and it would and so he would scream and go ow 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 and he'd be giggling 
And then I took my son there when my uh, when my son was like five, and my dad started tickling him that way, and I had mm-hmm. a reaction. I'm like, "You do not touch my son like that!" And I flipped out. I just like lost my shit. My dad's like, "I'm just tickling him," you know oh, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. my mom was like, "He's just tickling him," and I'm like, "The fuck he is!" I remember how that is. So it's not yeah. always a positive reaction. I. It's painful. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I'm not laughing here. I'm yeah. not fucking it's not laughing, laughing, man. Well, it's yeah. not funny. So yeah. uh, it's uh, so not every reaction I get from my learning experiences have been positive. I do have knee jerk reactions. I do like. Yeah, I get. Snap. Yeah, that that's emotionally reactive is common with. Um, yeah. With not with a uh, scapegoated child, especially. Yeah. To be emotionally to just react quick. Yeah. How yeah. common is how common is are these kind of households? Do either of you have any numbers? I'm actually going to have to look that back up for you, and I'll let you know because I'm not sure right this second. Because <clears throat> but I know it's increasing, and it's yeah. actually more common. The people's I don't know if it's increasing or people's awareness of it is increasing. I think I people's think awareness of it is about. increasing because I remember when yeah. I looked it up, they said, "Okay, here's the thing." They said that. Did you look one, it up because I got to look up the statistics. So I'll, I, I'll, I'll share them with you though. After. Yeah, find it. But the, the the statistics that I found like five years ago. So, and then, you know, it's going to change a lot in five years is yeah, that they said that common. 1% of the population is narcissistic. That's what I thought it was, but I don't think but, I don't agree with that. Anymore. No, the reason why I don't agree with that, because in order to be diagnosed as narcissistic, you have to yes, admit that there's something yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. And the narcissists, narcissists not, won't seek, they're like the hardest to get treatment for one, because it's a personality disorder and they're pretty much untreatable. But even then, even if they have traits, even if they're not full blown, and there, there, there's some hope there. They don't think anything's wrong with them. No, but you they say don't, it's untreatable. Why go to therapy? I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. It's you people. Yeah, but I'm fine. Everybody but you say, but you say it's untreatable. So and they can make do? you react, and then they make you react, and then they say, "See, look at you acting all crazy." I'm fine. Yeah. Look at her jumping around. Yeah. So, so when you say it's untreatable, what do we do then with a narcissist? So it's kind of like any personality disorder is untreatable. It's like like antisocial is a sociopath. That's the easiest one to think that it can make people like realize like. Matt, like serial killers, that's antisocial personalities. Yeah, you can't treat them. They're not, you know, they're not treatable. Narcissism is also a personality disorder and it's, it's, it's a lack of, um, empathy. It's a lack of empathy. empathy. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, they, they can't, it's like to treat, you can't. So are they just lost? That. There's nothing that There's can nothing be done. Either. I mean, you can, I mean, they, they don't want the help. A true narcissist but, is not going to want that. Now, if they do go, there's usually an ulterior manipulative motion. Motive, behind yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's another motive. They're not really there. Like, I've had them in counseling, like I said, like for court-ordered things, and they can be all charming. But I'm like, you're not here because you want to work on yourself. You're here because you want to work on me. Yeah. To manipulate me. Right. To be on your side. But here's, and I, here's a person that I found fascinating is, I, mm-hmm. I want to say his last name correctly. He's an Israeli. His name is Sam Vatkin or Ventkin. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. have to write that down. He is absolutely diagnosed. He's one of the rare ones that are absolutely diagnosed with narcissistic okay. personality disorder. He's also uh, he also has a doctorate uh, in psychology or whatever. And then he goes and does these um, TED talks or whatever. You know, he does these uh, classes in in college and talks about narcissistic personality disorder. I've I've checked him out on YouTube, and he absolutely is a narcissist. He's an absolute cunt. You know, I mean, if he, but yeah. he he is honest does about. He want- 
Say his name again. He's, a, he's aware of it, and he actually wants. He's to be, aware of it. He's diagnosed with rare. it. That's very rare. It's That'd very be like rare. picture Trump trying to get counseling to be a better but human. Here oh, on, but here on, but here on the other right? side is also That's an example that I get you to. He's yeah. also written books and made money from it. So you know, it's it's always something See, something always so grinding for it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know how much I trust it. <laughs> but no, but at, at right. the same time, what he talks about is he talks about how he feels in the moment. I remember watching this one YouTube video oh, with him and he was yeah. standing in front of a, a, a college class or whatever and talking of a, a psychology class and a woman raised her hand and you could tell that she had been abused by narcissism or whatever. And I can't remember the question she asked, but it had something to do with the empathy. Like, don't you ever feel bad for what you do? And what he said to her, and it was like, almost robotic it was like just kind of cold and he goes uh, no because you're just a thing to help me get to what i want and the way he right, said that's it a, you're, a, you're a tool you're mm -hmm. a tool that's what he said you're a tool to get mm -hmm. me what i want so no i don't care if you cry you can cry right now go ahead and cry and, and she did start crying and and he had no emotion <laughs> on his face wow. So yeah. he was really fascinating to watch because he is aware of his personality disorder, but he's not trying to change it because he's got that personality I an, disorder. I have an ex. I have an ex that is. He's a narcissist, but he's like a. He doesn't really try to harm anybody. He's just really <laughs> arrogant. Like he does. He's kind of interesting. He doesn't like overtly harm anybody. He just wants everyone to tell him he's great all the time. Right. Like, it's but is weird. that narcissism? He will exploit. He will exploit a little bit for his own. Like to get a girl naked or something. Uh, but we're not talking like, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, he's but a college like guy. Wants, <laughs> I was just say yeah, kind of. But he's a material. I mean, but yeah, but to like at a heightened level. Like he actually contacted me again and wanted me to like have a threesome with his wife. Oh, That's a, hey. not much. And, they, and he kept, the more I talked to him, he kept like trying to get me to say how great he was. Aren't I great? Aren't I this? And I'm like, dude, like this is so, I go, you Sad. know what's hot and sexy? Humility. Being humble. Like that yeah. is hot. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can't. But he actually admits it. He's like, yeah, you know me. I'm arrogant. I can't do that. I'm a narcissist. And he comes out. He's like, I'm a narcissist. Like, he owns it. And I'm like, you freaking admit it. He's like, yeah, but I'm not going to change it. Like, why would I? <laughs> wow. I'm great. And he says, like, his wife is, like, much younger, you know, and she's all like, and she's like, he's like, she's a pro-ho. And I'm like, what's a pro-ho, dude? Like, I didn't even know. Like, he's just, he hasn't, I haven't talked to him in, like, 15 years. And I'm like, you have not matured since, like, 21. Like, it's so weird. And so he's like, yeah. he's talking about, like, well, she thinks she's only dates like guys that are like pros. I'm like, you're not a pro. You live on an eye because he was into windsurfing and kiteboarding and he went right. to the Olympics for windsurfing. But he really didn't. He can, when you're a U.S. <laughs> citizen, if you live on the Virgin Islands, you can represent the Virgin Islands or you can represent the U.S. Right. If he, if he, nobody was competing. He made the team because he represented the U.S. Virgin Islands, and there was no one else. <laughs> yeah, it's like the. Uh, it's like the. You're the only one trying. Yeah, yeah you got to make the, the team, dude. It's like, like, so like the I'm like, yeah, you went. It's but, like the Nigerian downhill skiing team. Right, Somebody's right, gonna right. get on that team. Yeah, I've seen cool team. runnings. I know I how that works. Like, I'm an Olympic athlete. That, that's his narcissism. I'm an Olympic athlete. If he hears this, he's gonna be so pissed if he hears this podcast, but I don't care. I'm an Olympic athlete and I'm like this. And I'm like, I'm like, dude. Ugh. So he's like, so yeah, she wanted to date a pro. I'm like, you know why she married you? Because she's young and she didn't know any better to realize that you were not that great. <laughs> And he also, oh, but he also um, lost everything he owned because his and his partner sued him for fraud. 
Oh, wow. So there's a manipulation there. Yeah. He lost all the boats. Like, I don't know. He just lost everything. But he's still looking. Now he's looking for even more validation. And what if I can get Michelle, who can call me? I call him out and everything. Right. To get Michelle to come in and get naked with me and my wife, that would be the ultimate ego boost, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course. Like, but, maybe yeah. I should but call like that guy. Maybe I should like, call that guy that said you're hot. Maybe that's another. Which uh, one? Because they're probably plenty. There's a few of them. <laughs> 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 but but what, let me ask a question. Here's a question I want to ask before we wind everything up. What makes mm-hmm. a person a narcissist? How do you become you that? Very, very low sense of self-worth. And usually hypercritical parents, usually. If their own parents were like, you're not worthy, you're not like very like, they could never do enough. They could never do anything, right? Seek Trying to eternally seek the parents' approval. But I also heard that there's also a specific sense of self-worth there. I also Mm -hmm. heard that or read that there was also a specific chemical in your brain. So it's not just nature or not, not not just nurture, but it's also a little bit of nature. And that if you, if you harbor this, either you miss, you're missing this chemical or you have too much of this chemical in your brain. And then you also have these parents that kind of dismiss you quite a bit and you're constantly seeking the praise. See, it's like the perfect yeah. storm and that's what Yeah. But see, then it. I would think, and I'm, and I'm far from an expert, but I'm just extrapolating a little bit in my thought process here. I would think then that a narcissist could be fixed nope. or at least treated. No. Uh, if, if it's a chemical thing, isn't there medicine? No. If it's a, it's a socio chemi- thing, isn't it something that can that's be just, They're just researching it now. They don't have it all. They, like, don't, they, don't, they don't have it all because uh, it, it, it truly is. It's, it's a, a, it's a phenomenon that is now becoming more and more in light. There's also a part of the brain that um, really helps with empathy. And they've been showing with narcissists and sociopaths too, that they don't have that part of the brain. Working. Right. Is that the hippocampus or what it's is that? It's all research is they're learning more about the brain. Yeah. I think it's like the hippocampus is a little bit, damaged whenever you're born and then if you also have you ever seen that movie the perfect storm no i haven't okay it's it's like basic fuck me it's been so long i just remember that it's like winds from the east and winds from the west created this everything kind of yeah and so you had a hurricane here and it can't go wrong it's gonna go wrong yeah Yeah. it's basically murphy's law so if you also if you're either missing that chemical or that chemicals over triggered in your brain from then birth. It's gonna, yeah. And then you also in, in, in addition have parents that are kind of aloof who you can never please who no matter you're like, look at me, mommy, look, I got an A, look yeah. at me, mommy. And then yeah. everybody's like, they're like, yeah. And so and you're, you're constantly looking for to go down there. Yeah. Right. And so okay. when you have it's both like of these things, you might have it in your brain. Like you might have a certain trait that you would have like a personality trait. Right. But whether or not it gets activated or not depends on the circumstances that happen. To because you. you also have to remember that narcissism, everybody's got a little bit. Everybody, we have, we have it's a egos. trait. We have ego. Yeah. Everybody's got an ego, ego, right? Everybody's I got. Think but, but a lot of people have empathy too. Yeah. Though. It's whether you have empathy or not to uh, counteract it. Yeah. yeah. You can feel for something else. You can feel how your actions affect somebody else. Right. Because it's, like, it's more than arrogance. It's it's just. You, you can't tell me that you don't feel them. good when people like your podcast yeah you know so and so i was thinking that it would be a a, almost like a survival instinct type of thing you know if you feel good about yourself doing this that or the other or you feel like you're good at something you're going to do more of that and you're going to appreciate it and you're going to try and reinforce that good feeling in certain ways pretty much which could be 
narcissism light. Maybe. Right, narcissism light. But then when if you have zero <laughs> empathy, well, there's people that just are arrogant. You can be arrogant, and yeah. not narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah, you're so there are pe- there are such people as dicks. You know, there are people that are yeah. just dicks. You know, they're like <laughs> and not everything has to be diagnosed. I mean, unless you want to diagnose like you have dick disorder. Yeah, actually, the condition. dick dick <laughs> Should I get checked? Okay, I'm 52 years old. Should I get checked for dick disorder? Uh, only if you bend over and cough. I, I, I'm, I'm just myself right now. John's gonna bend over and cough. We're good. Turn your head. Um, <laughs> I want to. Dick disorder. For, for oh. let, let's take these last uh, uh, two or three minutes, and mm-hmm. Tiffy, sum up the thought or the feeling or the the message that you want people to gather from this. Right. Episode. What what I basically the whole point of this episode is that I want people, especially going into these soon to be family dinner dynamics where you have to, where you feel obligated to go to dinner with your family. And um, maybe you don't have a word for it. Maybe you, maybe you felt the way I did when I was a kid, like something's fucked up here. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that there's no equality here. I know that there is uh, preferential treatment or I know that every time I walk in here and hang out with these people I feel worse when I leave you know what I mean like yes. if you feel worse when you leave don't oh feel like you have to be there because they're family family is a different thing relatives they're your relatives they're your DNA people and all that stuff but it does not mean that they're your family you can create your own family I moved 4,500 miles away from my relatives and have created my own family here that is so beautifully said and I think I love that yeah I I want almost want to put that on repeat for some of the expats who might be listening right because that can comfort a lot of people hearing what you said and kind of opening that option to people right. who feel like they're kind of stuck and forced and I don't into have any family situations. here bullshit let's create a I family I think you have family you have, you, you have family you don't have I call, relatives I call her sister right. that's my sister that's right my brother right here yeah. right I know I actually love your little your little expat family I'm like right. I want to go there and just be part of it man. right so so just because <laughs> don't you guys all want to come so my whole point is is that just because society says that Oh, well, they're your family. You got to forgive and forget. No, sometimes you have to put that toxic person. Um, you have to go what's called gray rock. Uh, gray rock oh, is. Gray rock. Yeah, you know, gray rock, because yeah. do you know what gray rock is? I've heard it. but Gray rock people. for the oh, listeners that haven't heard of it. Gray rock is, well, quite frankly, there's nothing more boring <laughs> than a gray rock. Right. So blase. if you have yeah, nothing more blase, if you have somebody in your, your relative circle or even in your family circle, your friend circle who do shit just to get a rise out of you, who do things Ugh. like do they the golden child and the train. Triangulation and all that stuff. They do it because their narcissistic supply uh, is um, getting the rise out of you to feel like they got a control of your emotions, to feel like they can be the puppet master in this whole situation. But if you are a boring gray rock when they do that, and my favorite phrase is like, especially when they get like really hissy and they get pissed off about me. Um, you know, Tiffany, you know, why didn't you come to dinner? You know, you, you disappointed the whole family and you didn't come over here. And then my favorite phrase is, I'm sorry you feel that way. 
Yeah. Because that's not saying I'm sorry, you know, that I did that thing. It's a great response. I'm sorry you feel that way. It's a great response. Hopefully it'll prompt them to think a little bit about what they just said. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Or or they they realize that I'm not actually apologizing. That's the most non-apologetic answer that you can ever give somebody. Gray Rock, though, is just to not react at all. It's It's to to be boring, non-reactive, non-responsive, like a rock. A rock doesn't move. You can kick it. You can hit it. You can yell at it. It just sits there. It doesn't, it doesn't react. And then, and if it's a gray rock, it doesn't, it doesn't sparkle. It doesn't. It doesn't shimmer. It, does it doesn't just, give them any kind of reaction to feed yeah. off of, like and, a vampire, because they're like vampires. They need that energy. And if you're not giving them. Well, in my head, I'm like, they're like toddlers, you know, mama, mama, yeah, mama, mama, yeah, mama, yeah. mama, mama, yeah. mama, you know, and then yeah. if you don't give them any fucking attention, then eventually they go yeah. off and like they tear up some That's flower it. in your bathroom. Yeah, they want their attention. So, they'll get it someplace else. Yeah. yeah. So people need to come out of this episode knowing that they have an option. They're they have not an option. locked into their family. They are not, they they're not know, locked no. into the term family. They're not locked into the, something. They're totally. not locked into going to Thanksgiving dinner. No. They're not locked into going to Christmas dinner. If you have that relative that makes you feel like shit after you leave, that makes you feel less than, that makes you feel um, just unhappy when you leave. You are not locked into having to uh, have any relationship with them. They make dinner. If you're in the States, you can go to Denny's and get a fucking turkey dinner if that's what you eat. And also, yeah, Boston Market here. You know what? They make it all up for you. You just got to go pick it up. They make it every side. Cornbreads, candy stuff, the marshmallows. They got it all. But, but that's that option if you don't feel like cooking. But right. you can cook for yourself too. Then you have leftovers for me. But week. my it's point awesome. is, is find your, <laughs> find your family. Don't find yes. your relatives. Find your family. Like I said, like I moved four thousand yeah. five hundred miles away. I've been over here. I got yeah. family. I got John. And, and then yeah. I got even got you. you we're not related. I know. People, I'm still. I'm like hanging on. Like, I'm like you're not going anywhere. I'm yeah. still so here. people don't have to be locked <laughs> into that traditional no. thing at DNA all. DNA means um, nothing. I never liked the traditional thing. I always liked alternative things anyway. Like this no. is just. Yeah, yeah. Just, the, Michelle, the society any, says we should have this, and for me, it doesn't equal very loving. Anyway, I do have like only a little bit yeah. of time left. Closing, myself, closing so. thoughts, Michelle. Anything you want to say? Closing thoughts. I think we should do a follow up one on family with the with the holidays coming up. I think we should yeah. do more of these. Is what absolutely. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like I feel like there's more to say, and I'm a little time crunched. But yeah. um, I think just with going off what Tiffany said, you can make your own family. You can do your own things and you don't have to suffer. Like, and I also think if we're not feeding into, if, if, if everyone thinks that you have to be there for Thanksgiving and those holidays, then they're going to get more power because they're yeah. kind of forcing you to be there and then manipulating. Well, but if, well, you start, if yeah. everyone starts saying, you know what, I don't have to be there. They can't, they're going to lose that pull. That hole, well, you know? yeah. And I want to cut off those who are going to say that this is a negative or a divisive message. Quite the opposite. I think it's empowering mm-hmm. because oh, I yeah. think a lot of people are hampered. A lot of people are tied down because of this traditional idea. Your freedom. It's showing people there's a freedom. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. ladies, as usual, Tiffy, as usual, <laughs> it was just fun. It was great. We're going to go in there and see if Snoopy's awake. If she's not, maybe we should wake her up. I'll <laughs> jump on her bed. <laughs> and, and Michelle, I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Who I want to do it again. Who knows? We're going to yeah. meet one day, maybe. Uh, maybe one day. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. If it might not, I might not ever be allowed to come into Norway, but, you know, at least a country around. <laughs> if the CDC allows <laughs> the the vaccinations <laughs> over here, then she'll come. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, Michelle, anyway, Michelle, I miss you. Michelle, again, thank you so much for your time. Tiffy, thank you so much for the good content and for your loving presence. I just love you to death. She's the best. The best voice in Norway. I know. You both do. Whether it's sick or healthy, she's got the voice. No, not me. It's her. Sick or healthy, she's got the voice. I want to thank everybody for coming and listening to this episode, whether you're listening to me on the radio, 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 I should have an echo effect, or whether you're listening to me on my podcast, thank you so much for being here. This is all about love. This is about empowerment. This is about motivation and inspiration. Thank you all so much. This has been Coming Home with John Allen. Bye now. Love you, Michelle.